third lesson of the morning comes from the Gospel of John, chapter 2, verses 13 through 22. The Passover of the Jews was near, and Jesus went up to Jerusalem. In the temple he found people selling cattle, sheep, and doves, and the money changers seated at their tables. Making a whip of cords, he, drew, he, he drove all of them out of the temple, both the sheep and the cattle. He also poured out the coins of the money changers and overturned their tables. He told those who were selling the doves, Take these things out of here. Stop making my father's house a marketplace. His disciples remembered that it was written, Zeal for your house will consume you. The Jews then said to him, What sign can you show us for doing this? Jesus answered him, Destroy this temple, and in three days I will raise it up. The Jews then said, This temple has been under construction for forty-six years, and will you raise it up in three days? But he was speaking of the temple of his body. After he was raised from the dead, his disciples remembered that he had said this, and they believed the scripture and the word that Jesus had spoken. The word of the Lord. Every single morning when I wake up, I think about the things I have to do that day. I don't have many major responsibilities, but I do have somewhat of a routine that I follow. I go to school, eat lunch, work out, and spend time with my family, friends, and girlfriend. These are all things that most people my age do on a daily basis. Another thing that I do every day is sin. This is something that I'm sure all of you do too, whether you want to or not. Sinning is as normal as eating, drinking, and sleeping for people to do. Sin is something that comes heavy at some times and lighter during others. Some days go by and I feel great about myself and like I've done nothing but good things. But we all have those dark, bad days when we feel like sin has consumed us. The vicious cycle of sin is a lot like the dirty clothes and clutter that fill my bedroom. It seems like out of nowhere and without even realizing it, my room looked like a bomb was dropped on it. After accepting the fact that my room is a mess, it takes time and effort to get it cleaned up and straight again. This is the same way that sin fills us and needs to be taken care of by repenting. Let's reflect on the scripture that was just read to us. Jesus went into the temple that was built and meant for people to worship in and saw all these merchants selling animals that were going to be sacrificed for Passover. People who were buying all these animals had no choice but to buy them from there. But the merchants weren't trying to mean any harm either. The temple was the best place for them to set up shop and make money to fund their lives, just like any other working person. But when Jesus made his way into the temple and saw all this going on, he knew that it was not right and became furious. He knew that the house of God wasn't a place to make money and definitely not a livestock market. This is one of the only, if not the only time, that Jesus is extremely angry and expresses rage. I mean, he made a whip and drove all of the animals out of the temple and dumped the merchant's money all over the ground. Jesus' anger wasn't the type of uncontrolled, pointless anger that people tend to have. It was an anger that came from deep within his heart. The main thing was that he didn't just yell and rant to the people. He took action and made a difference with his feelings. As a Christian, it is okay and sometimes necessary to express your anger as long as you do it in the right reasons. If we didn't become angry about some things and act accordingly, the world would be an even crazier place than it already is. The way that Jesus cleansed the temple is a good example of how we need to clean ourselves up. He got rid of everything that didn't belong in the temple as we should do with the sins we have committed. There are many different ways to better ourselves as a follower of Christ. Reading the Bible is one great way and very effective way to get your mind right and soul right. It helps us by giving us examples 
on how to lead a, lead a good life. Another powerful tool that can strength, strengthen your relationship with God and yourself is prayer. When I pray, I like to just talk to God about whatever is laying on my mind, as if he is right in front of me. I also repent while talking to him by recognizing my sins and owning up to them. The thing about sin is we don't even realize we do it half the time. Reading God's word and talking to him are two great things that we take for granted sometimes, but they can really help you cleanse your temple. The most important thing to think about in this story is how Jesus wanted the temple torn down and how he said he could rebuild it in three days after it had been under construction for 46 years. The meaning behind this is the foundation of Christianity. No matter what sin you've committed or how long you've been committing it, you can repent and have a fresh start. We can do this because our Savior, Jesus, died a treacherous death on the cross. He rose from the dead three days later just so every one of us could be sin-free and spend eternity in heaven. Senior year is a time full of fear and excitement. So much fear and excitement that we seniors tend to forget about what truly matters, our relationship with God. We are so caught up in the vanity of dances, the worry over payments, and how much good we can talk about ourselves to these schools that will not take us otherwise. We get so lost behind our studies and our regret over not doing better in high school that we put ourselves down because we do not feel like we are good enough. These are only just a few things that seniors go through. I constantly slander myself for not doing better in school, even though I know that I had a great high school career, both in academics and extracurricular activities. I would worry myself to death over money and applications and over prom and graduation. These distractions cause us to forget that God was there all along, helping us and guiding us toward our rightful path. In John chapter 2, verses 13 through 22, we seem to see Jesus lose control. Here is a story where Jesus becomes violent, and we often associate this with the idea of Jesus becoming angry because the temple, the house of the Lord, is being misused by God's people. However, when we look at this closer, we discover that Jesus wasn't acting just out of a moment of anger, but he was cleansing the temple. Instead, he was casting sin out of God's house, which is something he is able to do for each of us as well. There is a deeper meaning to what Jesus does as he casts the money changers and the sheep and cattle out of the temple. They have taken God's house and turned it into a market. They have taken a holy place and found a way to use it to their own ends. These meanings are found in Paul's writings to Corinth. In 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verses 19 and 20, Paul is telling the people of Corinth that their bodies are temples of the Holy Spirit. He is saying that they need to honor God with their bodies. In fact, our bodies are temples of God. We've been, we have been created in his image. Each and every one of his children was made in the exact way that he wanted. This is why our desecrating of the temple, both the literal temple and our bodies, angers God. That is why Jesus needs to cleanse us. He is needed to cast out our sinful nature. Our bodies are temples of God, and we are to honor God with our bodies through our words and our works. Found in 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verses 16 and 17, Paul is once again warning the people of Corinth against desecrating their bodies. He says, Don't you know that you yourselves are God's temple and that God's spirit dwells in your midst? If anyone destroys God's temple, God will destroy that person. For God's people, temple is sacred, and you together are that temple. Not only are our bodies temples to God, but we together as the people of Christ are also a temple 
When you gather together a group of Christians, a holy thing is happening. When you gather together a group of Christ followers, a sacred space is created. And yet, we do not honor our gathering together as Christ followers as something that is sacred. We treat it so commonly, so trivially. We even allow things into our midst that have no place being in the house of the Lord. This may include sheep and cattle, or it could be referencing to our materialistic views and our less than satisfactory self-image. This is where we turn to God and ask him to cleanse us of our sin. This is where we ask him to come in and overturn our tables, not out of anger, but rather to make our lives and our community into what he has created us to be. Perhaps a fierce Jesus is needed. Perhaps Jesus needs to come in with a whip made of cords to cleanse us out. We all have sins that separate us from the relationship that God wants with us. We all have things in our lives that keep us from the path that God has for us. The thing is that we are used to them. We don't even realize they are there anymore. We don't even see them as sin. They are just a part of our world. Like the temple, we have tables of sin that have wandered into our lives and we don't even realize that they shouldn't be there. And once the sin takes hold, it grows. I'm sure the tables in the temple started out small, but then they grew and soon you had sheep and cattle and birds in a part of the temple where people were supposed to be worshiping. I'm sure worship wasn't easy while you're being distracted by cattle. This is the way it is with sin in our lives as well. We allow it to build up, it claims its place and grows and will not let go of us. And this keeps our relationship with God weak and insincere. We allow ourselves to become lost, keeping us from the one relationship that is really important. And the fact is that we are unable to get rid of these sins and distractions on our own. We barely notice them, and we are just not strong enough to remove them. But the good news is, we don't need to do it on our own. For Jesus, with his whip made from cords, is there to cast out those things that need to be cast out. Let Jesus in your temple. Allow him to work in your life and free you from the things of this world that keep you from God. Let him cleanse you. Let him redirect you towards God.